We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com live post-game show slash podcast. Oh, my goodness. The Lakers take down the Milwaukee Bucks, the best game of the season for the Lakers. One of the best games of the season in the NBA, period. 44 points from Anthony Davis. Out duels Giannis Antetokounmpo. Both teams train blows going back and forth. And when the dust settles, the Lakers have got the win, pushing the Lakers to now 7-3 and three in their last 10. Don't count this team out. We have so much to talk about tonight. Joining me is Jeff Spiegel. Jeff, that, that game may have taken years off my life, but my goodness, that was so much fun. Uh, unbelievable. I mean, 133 to 129 is going to be an exciting game with the amount of points scored, with how close it is. But, I mean, the Lakers, it felt like every time the moment needed a big shot, Anthony Davis was there. LeBron was there. Those two threes from LeBron mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter. Russell Westbrook getting on the floor. I mean, again, every time they needed something, it felt like the Lakers were right there on par looking eye to eye at the Bucks and saying, we got this. Oh, Ru Russell Westbrook diving on the floor. I don't want to, you know, we're going to talk a lot about AD tonight. We're going to talk about a lot about LeBron. I don't want to overlook this. He missed a couple of free throws at the end, and that hurt. But Russell Westbrook diving on the floor to make that play that led to a Lakers bucket in crunch time, in a critical moment, it was like that That just it summed up how badly the Lakers wanted this win. They wanted to prove themselves against a team that is one of probably the top two right now in the NBA. I think the Bucs and the Celtics have kind of separated themselves from the rest of the league. The Lakers saw the opportunity to get a win. They got the job done, and Russell Westbrook's play, selling out, sacrificing his body to hit the floor and get that ball uh, free. Uh, it just it showed exactly how badly this Lakers team wanted it. Yeah, I mean, the Bucs had the ball down three, and if not for that Russell Westbrook play that leads to LeBron picking it up and Anthony Davis getting two points, I mean, that would have been a one-point game with Milwaukee holding the ball. Instead, it's a three-point game. The Lakers really kept it, you know, where, where they weren't really in danger of losing this one down the stretch. They could be mm -hmm. tied but they weren't in danger of losing it. And I mean, we're going to talk a lot about Westbrook. I joked about how he was going to be a star in his role. If he could make one of two free throws, he made zero, but still <laughs> 15 points, 11 assists, seven rebounds, no turnovers for Russell Westbrook, six of 11 from the floor. 
I, I can't say enough positive things about how well Russell Westbrook played, and he deserved to be out there in crunch time. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely did in, in this one. There's been some question marks about whether or not he should close out games in this one. I think Darvin Ham made the right call in keeping him on the floor. Uh, if you joined us over on Playback watching this game live, boy, that was a lot of fun. I love getting everybody together and getting to watch the games together, and this is part of why. When you get moments like this, getting to experience this game with all of us, it's a ton of fun. So if you didn't join us for this one, catch us on the next one uh, over on Playback. I put the links in the descriptions of all of our YouTube videos. Uh, I mean, some stat lines, the insane. Anthony Davis, 44 points, three blocks, 10 boards, four assists, two of three from three. He has not shot the three much this season, but two of three tonight, 18 of 27 shooting. I, I zero think turnovers. really, zero yeah, turnovers. and zero turnovers. I think it really comes down to this in a game in which Giannis Antetokounmpo played and played well, 16 yeah. of 23 shooting 40 points. Anthony Davis was the best player on the floor. Yep. More points, more rebounds, more blocks, less turnovers. Assist was the only category. Giannis had the edge five to four. I mean, Giannis 0 for three from deep. Anthony Davis two for three. Giannis eight for 11 from the line. Anthony Davis six of seven. So, I mean, I'm not saying Anthony Davis is better than Giannis Antu, whatever. But what I am saying is that tonight, Anthony Davis was the better player. Mano mm -hmm. Imano, Anthony Davis looked him in the eye and bested him. Yeah. And this, this is. This was the debate two years ago was, yeah. is who's better? Is it AD? Is it Giannis? Can AD be at that level? The last couple of seasons, he has not. Giannis has cl clearly been better. AD's really turned it on this season and uh, kind of rounded back into form. And tonight was a great example of that. And again, he outdueled Giannis. He was the better player on the night. And uh, I mean, absolutely incredible stuff. Then you look at LeBron, 28 points, 11 assists, eight rebounds, three of six from three, 12 of 27 shooting. Still can't get a call. With only two free throw attempts in this game, despite attacking the basket over and over and over again. But yeah. LeBron, I mean, 28 points, and he was clearly the second fiddle to Anthony Davis. And that's just fine. If you get this kind of production out of LeBron, you're you're more than happy with this. Yeah, I mean, you could argue the two threes that LeBron hit in the fourth quarter were the two biggest shots of the entire game. Absolutely when the team needed it. And that was LeBron. You know, I don't think he would maybe identify himself as second fiddle. Sure. Both guys take 27 shots tonight but at the end of the day Anthony Davis was the better player tonight but I'll keep bringing up this stat Trevor LeBron had no turnovers the Lakers as a team had just four turnovers that's tonight. unreal and unbelievable I mean in a game where the margins are so slim you only win by four points to have just four turnovers to uh, Milwaukee's 10 Giannis had four by himself so to me that was the difference I mean we're going to talk about the points and the rebounds and the assists and the, the mm -hmm. shooting percentages are all fantastic Four turnovers for the Lakers, absolutely huge. And none of those turnovers came from Davis, LeBron, or Westbrook, your three highest usage players. Yep. That's, Nobody I mean, had more than one turnover for the Lakers. There's times in, in the NBA, there's times where you're watching a game and you know you're watching something special, Yeah. Um, something that just doesn't happen very often. And this is one of those nights you look at those turnovers. The, the lack of turnovers is how the Lakers were essentially able to win this game, despite the fact that that the Bucs scored more from behind the three-point line. The Bucs hit six more threes than the Lakers, took 43 threes on the night the Bucs did. The Lakers just 26. That's tough to average out that, that kind of discrepancy in three-point shooting. The Lakers did it by being so good at not turning over the basketball, just being careful, uh, playing well there. And then they shot 54% from the field. The yeah. Bucs shot 53% from the field. This was a game where multiple players went off, and it was just such a, a clean and pure basketball game all the way through.
yeah, I mean, this is the best product that the NBA has to offer is two teams like this playing at such a high level. You said it. I mean, the offense was there. Both teams shooting over 53% from the floor. Uh, Milwaukee, 39.5 from deep. The Lakers, 42.3% mm-hmm. from deep. I mean, both teams, the Lakers, sh- both teams shooting well from the free throw line. Russell Westbrook at the end of the game, not included. But, I mean, not a ton of turnovers, a lot of shot making. The stars, I mean, we're, if you're talking about the face of the NBA, I think Giannis and LeBron are at the top of that list. Anthony Davis is is in the in the first row of that conversation. Oh, yeah. All of those guys playing at peak levels together at the same time in a great game in Milwaukee, a great crowd. Uh, yeah, th- there's nothing not to love about tonight. This was, uh, you know, a game that we will remember long after this season. Uh, let's get into the chat here. If you're coming in from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitter, we are going to take some of your questions and comments throughout the night here. Uh, Gavin says, how about them Lakers? How about them indeed? Um, Keon Park said, I remember Trevor saying, this is the game the Lakers should rest LeBron and AD. I guess the Lakers wanted to prove something. I was saying if they were banged up, that yeah. this was the game that you don't try to push through because the Bucs are a really good team and you probably want them healthy for a Wizards game, which is a higher probability of win. Again, what we saw tonight is not something that you see every single night. If it was, we'd be talking about the Lakers and planning a championship parade and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, look, sometimes the extraordinary does happen and we saw it happen tonight. And, and yeah. you got to love it. Lakers were eight and a half point underdogs in this game, according to Vegas. So yep. that tells you what the league thought. And by the way, Anthony Davis, 40 minutes, LeBron, 37. So put it all out there. Kyle Hampton says, huzzah, that's what you call deer hunting. And all three of the big three made me proud. Uh, yeah, all three of the big three made big plays for the Lakers in this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just absolutely incredible stuff from from all three of them. Uh, Keon also chimes in, says, we got LeBron, GOAT, AD, MVP, and Russ, sixth man of the year in one game. Definitely the best game and win this season and we still need a trade yeah i mean that'll be that'll be a topic of conversation later in the show i can i can almost guarantee it that is always a topic of conversation (laughs) around the lakers in fact the next comment (laughs) (laughs) beverly nunn jones and a first for gary harris and mo bamba i'm not giving up a first for that for that for that package um i not that i dislike gary harris or mo bamba but i'm just i'm personally i'm not willing to throw in a first yeah yeah top 25 protected first maybe (laughs) <laughs> top 25 protected. I like that. I like that. Uh, Jared said, this is AD. Uh, this is the AD past five to six games that I've been waiting for since he came out of college. Massive performance. Uh, P.S. What is it with people always falling into la ankles? LeBron's ankles. Great win. Imagine we'd beat Indy too. Yeah. Imagine if they'd beaten Indiana as well. Yeah. Oof. Uh, but that was that was a scary moment when Chris Middleton fell into LeBron's ankles and he stayed down for a minute there. Um, it's just a reminder that you're always potentially one play short of, of catastrophe. Yeah, yeah. And just picking up on what he said about AD, I mean, look, Anthony Davis, we know bubble Anthony Davis and how good he was. Um, I think what we've seen from Anthony Davis since then, there was some genuine concern about whether or not we would see that guy again. And I, I think you can make the case that the stretch he's on right now is the best that he's ever played at any point in his career. And so um, kudos to Anthony Davis because he is, I mean, he's he's carrying the Lakers right now. As good as LeBron was, as good as Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook was, Anthony Davis, when you go 18 to 27 and don't turn the ball over, that's putting the team on your back. He's that guy. He is that guy. Uh, J-Dog says, great win. Nice to see the Lakers slowly reach the potential that I always knew they had. Never gave up hope. Never give up hope. Yep. Stick Stick with them. Through thick and thin, 
Gotta love that. Um, all right, let's get into our first award of the night. I don't think there's any question, but let's do it anyway. Superstar of the night. All right, our superstar of the night of the big three, Russ LeBron, Anthony Davis. I think we have to go AD, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure there are some nights that there's debates on the show, Trevor, but I mean, when you do what Anthony Davis, I, again, I could give you a five-minute speech on just about every item in his box score. I, I mean, he got 10 rebounds. That looks average, right? He had zero rebounds at halftime. The guy had 10 boards in the second half. He dropped 44. He had no turnovers. He hit two-thirds of his shots. I could keep going. Of Anthony threes. Davis, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, two-thirds of a shot and two-thirds of his threes, and he hasn't been yeah. shooting the three this season. No. What I've been a, asking I mean, for it. I've been asking for it. Shoot more, AD. This, this, I mean, dare I say, we this was bubble AD that we yeah. saw tonight. This was the AD that helped the Lakers win a championship. He, I mean, I think goodness. he's better. I mean, I think the AD we've seen over the past two weeks is the best he has literally ever been. Because of the, the production at the rim and how dominant I mean, he's been there. Yeah, I, just like the efficiency. I mean, the, the percentage that he is shooting from the floor, his ability to do offense, defense, all of it. I mean, I just, nights like tonight, 44-10, like, insane stuff from Anthony. De I mean, there's a stretch of what was it? 30 and 16 that he had five games in a row mm -hmm. going back a couple of weeks. I mean, he, this guy is on one right now, but specifically the jumper and, and you know, just the, the fluidity of his jumper hitting the three, that's where you get kind of, you check the bubble AD box because that was a big part of his game yep. uh, in the championship season. It hasn't been much this season. He's been dominant regardless, but yep. we saw that come back against a Bucks team that does a really good job trying to shut down the paint. Mike E, for all the negative things I've said about AD, I'm sorry. I was a complete idiot. Go Lakers. We forgive you, Mike. We, we forgive, we forgive you. you. Absolutely. You know what? I mean, that's that's sports. That's the way it goes. It's why you play the games. Um, you know what? This is something that I think we need to, need to stop and talk about for a second. And I'm curious to see what, what's said in the post-game interviews. I wonder how much of this performance was a let's get this one for Darvin Ham mm. type of situation. And, and, if, and if so... I think that could be a really good sign towards, you know, positive team chemistry, team building, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's an interesting one. I mean, they had the stat, what, he spent 10 years on Budenholzer's staff there. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you see it, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll be curious to see, like you said, not only the post-game interviews, but is there a locker room clip of all the guys dancing around Darvin Ham? Like, Correct. hey, we got this one for you, coach. You see that in other sports. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously there's no bad blood between Darvin Ham and, and the Bucks. They, you know, by all accounts, Things worked out well for him. Um, you know, he didn't get fired or anything like that. But it is an interesting angle for sure, um, knowing the history that he has with that place. Uh, always winning. Says Russ for MVP, even on those two missed free throws, LOL. You know, Russ, it's been great seeing what, you know, the relationship he's built with Lakers fans this year, seeing fans get behind him and have reason to get behind him and, and all of that. But, I mean, that that play diving on the floor, that that summed everything up that fans were hoping to see out of Russell Westbrook. Yeah, that was a look, the two missed free throws hurt. We were wondering why LeBron even threw that cross-court pass. It was dangerous. Yeah. Um, when your your target is Russell Westbrook and you know you're going to get fouled, that doesn't make sense. to be, You know, it was not a smart play for, from yeah. LeBron in that moment. Then Russ missed two free throws. But overall, I'm not going to let that, you know, sour what was a, a great performance out of Russ. And the play diving on the floor is the one that I'm going to take away as the, the key moment for him in this one. Yeah, I mean, we, we did the watch along. I think there was one moment at the beginning and one moment at the end that were bad. And everything in between was absolutely perfect from Wester Westbrook. There was a play early on, Trevor, where he brings the ball down and he just chucks up a 20-footer with 20 seconds on the shot clock. And you and I are both like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, how? And 
But and I I sort of filed it away because I'm like, God, we're doing this again, Russ. But I mean, I, I'm not exaggerating. I think he made the right decision almost every single time from that point forward. I mean, there were no more dumb threes. There were no more 20 footers early in the shot clock. It felt like every time he got to the rim, he made the right decision on pass or shoot. Then he's got the ball where he's diving on the floor. He had some huge rebounds for the Lakers on the defensive side. Look, I have been as anti-Russ as anybody has been. And you can't have watched the game that we just watched and say that Russell Westbrook wasn't absolutely critical to winning and absolutely fantastic for who he is as a player. This is the best version of Russell Westbrook, what we just saw tonight. Oh, absolutely. I mean, how many times in the first half did we see Russ get into the paint and then not only make the right decision in terms of pass shoot, but have the right timing, the right target, the little drop-off passes to AD? What did he finish with in terms of uh, of assist? I know that was uh, it was a ton. 11 assists of so double figures and assists and then points. I mean, he was he was yes. excellent in this 15, game. 15, 11, and 7 for Westbrook. 6 of 11 from the field. Great, great game from him. Mario Hernandez says, best win of the season. This game should put AD in the MVP conversation. Uh, Russ was amazing. LeBron was clutch. Do we still need a trade? LFG Lakers. So I guess let's talk about the first part. Does this put AD in the MVP conversation? If the Lakers keep winning, yep. yes. Like they Realistically, what do they have to be, you think? Four seed, probably, for AD to get real MVP consideration? Yeah, probably. I mean, they're the 12 seed right now. Like, obviously, everything is bunched up. They're a half game, you know, away from being tied for the eight seed. But they're the 12 seed right now. So I, I think they got to be in the top four, maybe five if it's close. And if, if I mean, the numbers he's putting up right now will put him in the conversation. Does he have a chance of winning? I think it's the, the team's success is going to play a role. Yeah, he. I think he has no chance of winning it as the at the 12 seed. If they move up, though, then yes, then then he could get into that conversation. Um, do we still need a trade? I think the answer is yes. Yeah. But I, I still think you need to balance out this roster. But again, if you're Rob Palenka, you can now go into trade negotiations and you can say, I don't have to pay extra to move Russ. Yep. He's great. He's doing well for us. We don't, I'm not in it. I'm not desperate to move Russell Westbrook. Look what he's, look at him diving on the floor. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't have to give up extra first round picks in order to move him. So unless you're going to give me a fair deal, there's nothing that's going to get done here. And potentially you could just do a, a deal with Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn, 18 plus million dollars in expiring contracts and off you go. But I do still think you need at least one move in order to balance out the roster and provide them some, some things that they'll need. Yeah. Um, I don't think this game says you're good. Do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, this shows you what the, the ceiling of this group is, but mm -hmm. I, I think we're kidding ourselves if we think that what we saw tonight is something sustainable. I mean, the performance that Anthony Davis put on, the, the performance that LeBron and Russell Westbrook put on, I mean, you basically got nine and a half out of 10 performances from all three of those guys. LeBron was a little down, 80s, probably a 10 out of 10, but I just don't think you have the depth to be able to sustain. I mean, to be able to, to win enough games to make a dent in the Western Conference standings, you've got to have guys that can pick up the slack on nights when LeBron or AD aren't at this level. And right mm -hmm. now, once you get past the top two, I mean, you're talking about Russell Westbrook and Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves, who are nice pieces, but you want those guys to be your sixth, seventh, eighth pieces, not your third, fourth, and fifth pieces. And so um, I, I definitely think there's moves to be made, but I agree. I think you make a great point, Trevor. I agree that the Lakers have, have shed the label of desperate. Because they could say, hey, we won seven out of nine. Russ is playing fine. That's cool. Like, Indiana, you want to keep winning games and kind of messing yourself up on the lottery thing. Knock yourself out. Charlotte, you want to keep those guys and have to figure out what to do playing time. Knock yourself out. 
And maybe those teams get desperate and say, all right, fine, fine, fine. We'll take the protected first or right. we'll take a first and two seconds or whatever the deal might be. And the, you know, the, the race is not yet run. This isn't over. Um, we'll see how the team continues to play as we get into trade season, which December 15th is typically the unofficial start of trade season in the NBA. Yep. But this is exactly what the Lakers need in order to kind of have a little bit of leverage in trade talks. And this is what they were hoping for when they opted not to make a move over the summer was that, that the dynamic would change and they would be able to have some more leverage and not have to give up so much in order to get what they need. And they'd also have a better sense of what it is exactly that they need. I've got a good quote here coming out of Darvin Ham um, postgame. He said, it was awesome to see everybody come together and competing against that team. The focus, the attention to detail, everybody being engaged. This just can't be a one game thing. This is something we have to do every time we step on the floor. Isn't that the typical coach, right? Like don't want to, don't want to live in the moment too much of, yes, we got the win and let's celebrate. He's got to throw in the little, this is great, but now we got to make sure we're doing this consistently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get why he's he says it. Like, it's kind of the human thing where it's like, dude, just enjoy it. Like, you just beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee. It's been an awful season for him, I would imagine, just the criticism, how poorly this team started mm -hmm. and whatnot. You just sort of hope that, look, you're a human being. And I get, like, you got to put your coach hat on and say we want to see. It's like, I just hope deep down he's able to take a deep breath tonight and say, that was freaking awesome. Like, yeah. we just went into Milwaukee, beat arguably the best team in the NBA, at their A game, Chris Middleton back and healthy and playing well. They shot the lights out from deep, and we still beat them. We still beat them. This is this is the ceiling of this team. The hard work we're putting in is paying off. There is some fruit to our labors. I hope he can enjoy that, even if the quotes he's giving to the media afterwards are, you know, hey, we got to improve some things. We got to sure. clean. We got to clean some of this up. Too many missed free throws. That kind of thing. That's a you're by yourself later on in the night, or you're with your coaches later on in the night. And you can sit and and really enjoy um, later, right? But yeah, I mean, how often? Like, Milwaukee shot fifty three percent from the field, forty percent from three, eighty percent from the line. Only turned the ball over ten times. Yeah. Most nights, that's a win for the Bucks, uh, like yeah. a fairly easy win for the Bucks. And the Lakers found a way to beat Milwaukee at their best. I mean, that's that, that's incredible. I mean, you could argue this was a flawless game from the Lakers. They shoot uh -huh. the Lakers shot 53 and a half percent from the floor, 42% from 3, 75% from the line, just four turnovers. I mean, you're looking across and it's like if you were going to nitpick, I don't even know what you would nitpick here. Like Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like there's not even like, well, you know, we did a game they beat the Spurs as like and they had like 17 turnovers. Sure. It's like peak across the board. So, anyways. Adrian says, can we talk about how the Lakers have scored more than 60 points at halftime these last few games? Also love what I'm seeing from AD. Yeah, the offensive efficiency is starting to creep up for the Lakers. They were 28 on the season last I looked, much higher than that. If you go back like the last 10 games or so, the offense is starting to click. And part of that is the three-point shooting is finally coming around. They're not shooting 21% from three anymore. And so that's uh, that's allowing Darvin Ham's offense to really shine right now. Yeah, 66 points in the first half, 67 points in the second half. So balanced from the Lakers there. Uh, you know, in the playback, we talked a lot about that third quarter. They scored 35 points in the third quarter. Now they gave up 39, so it wasn't an awesome third quarter. But offensively, again, I, I, there's no nitpicking for me. Offensively, they were fantastic. Uh, Koa said, we're a title contender with a good trade. This AD and playoff LeBron are title contenders. What a way to celebrate LeBron breaking Magic's record. 
we're like we're 25 minutes into the show. We haven't even mentioned that LeBron yeah. broke. That's how crazy of a night it's been. Broke Magic Magic uh, record for uh, assists. Uh, and what what? Why was Russ in the game with one minute left? He almost sold both ends. I guess let's start with the we're a title contender with a good trade. <laughs> let's start there. It's a good choice. A good choice. Yeah. If like if you're Rob Palenka, like we had already heard that the Lakers had made the decision already. Uh, this was yesterday. I talked about this. The Lakers have made the decision reportedly, according to Dave McMenamin of ESPN. They've made the decision that they're not in the evaluation phase anymore. That the answer is yes. This team is good enough. This team is worth it to make trades. It's not a lost cause. It's not a situation where you just throw your hands up and say, there's nothing we can do. This team has proven they are good enough. They're going to get out there and they're going to get something done on the trade market sometime around December 15th. Sometime it might take a little while, but they're going to explore trades and they're going to get something done. Um, If that was in out, this game completely dispelled that, right? There is no debating at this point. This is a team that is worth making a trade for to add firepower. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I agree. Because what this game tells you is that if this team, with LeBron and AD as their best players, gets into a series where it is down to a small number of games that you have a chance against literally anybody. Mm-hmm. I think if you're Rob Polinka, what you have to ask yourself is, do we have the depth and do we have the firepower around those guys to get there? I think you watch this game and you say, put us in a postseason series and we'll take our chances against anybody. What I think the true real question that they have to ask ourselves is, you can't get this from AD and LeBron every single night no. for the next 60 games. So what you need to do is you need to get the firepower, the Miles Turner and Buddy Heel types to get you in those guys add five or six wins to your win total. And then all of a sudden you're the, you're the seven seed or you're even the six seed and you're avoiding the play and whatever it might be, you get enough firepower in there to get into the postseason because a night like tonight tells you that if AD is firing and LeBron is firing, there's literally nobody in the league that's stopping you. I think another factor they've got to consider is it can't just be Russ for anybody, right? I mean, over the summer we were talking about it, just, just get any kind of wing, yeah. And 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 you make the deal because Russ was a net negative. You've got to be pretty darn certain that what you're getting is going to help your team if you're yeah. moving Russ at this point because he's been objectively he's been good for yeah. them. He is not a negative. Um if you're going to move if he's the piece that you're going to move, it's got to be pretty clear that you are getting back pieces that are going to significantly improve you. 
yeah, I think you look at the starting lineup, Troy Brown's probably the spot out there that you want to improve. Um, you know, and maybe the point guard spot, like those two spots are probably the two. He's your guy. Troy Brown is your guy. And you're saying bump him out of the starting lineup. Played well tonight. Shout out to my guy, (laughs) Troy Brown, go ducks. But yeah, I mean, and then it's the, the second unit big man, you know, and, and King Wenyon played well tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, my other guy, uh, so, but, but that's the spot. Like it, it's kind of like art. Cause then if Troy Brown is, is taking the Kendrick Nunn minutes, you feel a lot better about those minutes. Right. And if Wenyon is taking the Thomas Bryant minutes, then you feel better about those. And so I think that's a trickle down, but I agree. I mean, one thing is they talked how much the Lakers need shooting. They've been one of the, they've been top half of the NBA for the last couple weeks in three point shooting. They shot 42% from, from the field tonight. So I'm not saying, ah, we don't need any shooters anymore, but it's just an interesting how, how quickly things can change as the sample size grows. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, why was Russ in the game at the end? I think I thought that Russ had earned uh, a spot in the game at, at the end. Well, um, and I think it was, it was coming off of, uh, he was in there for defensive purposes, right? And Grayson Allen. So it wasn't like there were free throws. There wasn't a chance. He comes into the game. Uh, Grayson Allen misses the three and then, LeBron grabs a rebound. So you wanted him out there for defensive purposes. So I'm not complaining about that. I think the the question more so is uh, why did AD give up the ball? And once the ball got into LeBron's hands, you got to know better than almost A, turning it over, and B, throwing it to Westbrook. That 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 pass, that cross court pass from LeBron, it was moving in slow motion. <laughs> I was, I mean, it, oh, that, I was so nervous as that ball yeah. was in the air because you could see it almost getting picked off. I was having James Worthy flashbacks at that moment. Um, <laughs> This this comment, Nemesis says, bro, we beat the Bucks. I feel so much joy. I'm getting drunk tonight. All right, I, I like it. I like the enthusiasm. I like the energy. Uh, this is for you, Trevor. I love Lakers Nation, man. Well, thank you. We, we certainly appreciate that. But this isn't for me. This is, this is for Lakers Nation. This is for everybody. These kinds of wins, this is when we all get to come together and, and celebrate. And that's why it's so incredible to be, to be part of this and to be uh, part of this huge fan base that we get to experience these positive moments together. Uh, it's truly a special thing. Yeah. Hey, LA fans, we're a lucky bunch. You know, I host our Dodgers show and the fact that you and I, Trevor, get to host shows after mm-hmm. big wins for great teams. I do not take that for granted, even in the slightest. And so uh, shout out to LA for being awesome. 100%. 100%. Uh, Alex says AD proved that he's that guy tonight, along with his dominant last performance. I can he took, I mean, that was the big question coming in. Can AD go toe-to-toe with Giannis and be on that level? And he wasn't just on that level. He was better tonight. It was yeah. close, yeah. but he was better. Yeah. Nothing All to right. add. Let's do one of our other awards here. I think this is actually kind of an interesting one. So here we go. Star in your role. Okay. So no Russ, no LeBron, no AD. Who stepped up the most from the Lakers role players? Yeah. I think you got some some options that all have have interesting sort of arguments in their favor, um, because I think when you look at star in your role, and I know I'm I'm dragging this one out, it felt like the stars were the guys that carried this in the fourth quarter. So then you're looking earlier in the game. I think there's mm-hmm. two guys I would look at. I'll, I'll say Wenyan Gabriel. I'm a big Wenyan Gabriel fan. Five points, six boards, one assist, one steal. I just thought he gave them great minutes in the first half into the third quarter. I thought he played really good defense when he was in there. And that's kind of what you need from that second big. You're not looking for 20 points from that guy. You're not looking for tons of production. But I thought Gabriel was really, really good tonight. And so um, I, I think that allowed the Lakers to build a 15-point lead that they eventually blew. But but to get themselves enough of a cushion that once crunch time got there, right? I, I said all along, 
the bench guys, your job is to get to nine-minute mark with the Lakers still in the game. Get your top mm-hmm. five back in, and you're in it. I thought Gabriel was a big part of the bench being able to do that tonight. I'm in agree. I thought Wenyum was great in this one as well. I've been a proponent of him getting more minutes. I'd like to see him live in the 15 to 20 minute a night range. Um, I will go. Though would have liked to see Thomas Bryant get more than four minutes, but I can't complain much with the way this game played <laughs> out. Um, I'm going to go Lonnie Walker. Yeah. I-, I thought that the scoring punch that he gave them in the third, zero points at halftime, had 10 points in like the first four minutes of the of the third quarter, uh, yeah. was really big. Those were some dangerous moments where the Lakers really needed to keep up with the Bucs who were looking to come out there and, and just flip the whole script, flip the momentum uh, in their favor. And eventually I think they did get the moment, yeah. momentum, but this kept the Lakers right there um, going shot for shot from them uh, with them. And Lonnie Walker was a big part of that finish with 14 points, four of 10 shooting is not fantastic, but it's not terrible either. And then two of five from three, four free throws. Again, this, this game was largely LeBron, AD, Russ. They did most of the heavy lifting, but I thought that little bit of scoring from, from Lonnie Walker, was much needed and uh, and really helped them out in that third quarter. Yeah, I mean, I had him and Wenya neck and neck. Again, both those guys, the contribution was in the fourth. I mean, Lonnie had 14. I think all 14 were in the third quarter. I don't think he scored in any quarter outside of that. He had at least 12 in the third. I'm not sure if he got a bucket in the fourth or not. But he had at least 12 in the third, and he might have had all 14. So I'm with you. I mean, we talked about on the show how brutal that third quarter has been. Walker mm-hmm. was basically the reason it wasn't terrible for he the Lakers. The so kudos to him. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, nice performance from him. The Lakers are methodical tonight. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, Coop Boy said, best game the big three have played. What a game. Russ, 11 assists, no turnovers. Braun, 11 assists, no turnovers. AD domination. Hard-fought victory. The Lakers deserve to win. This road trip could be a big turning point. I, I don't want to good... overreact, Trevor, but I mean, is this the bet? Do you feel like when you combine what Russ, LeBron, and AD all did in one night? I mean... That feels like there's probably a compelling case to be made that this was the best game that all three of those played simultaneously. Oh, I'm not I think asking it's, you to sort of rewind a year and a half of tape, but I mean, no, but, I don't know but, how, how much better it could be. Yeah, they only played, what, 21 games together last True. season, and it wasn't pretty. They were a net negative, I believe, in 21 games last season. I, I say it with a solid amount of certainty that this is the best game we've seen the three of them have together. Yeah. Um, is this the turning point? Uh, this road trip, it could be. I feel like this game might be yeah. a turning point because so far, so like you look at the wins the Lakers have had. Yeah, they had the win over the Pelicans. Pelicans were, you know, were down some players and it took a, a Matt Ryan, who's not even on the team anymore, three to tie it up, send an OT. That was a great win, but, you know, that it's not like that was a statement game necessarily. Uh, they beat the Spurs three times. They beat the Pistons once. Like they've, the wins they've gotten have been against a lot of the inferior teams. And so you could look at their schedule and say, well, they're only beating up on the bad teams, which that's important. I don't want to take anything away from them for that. That's important to do. But this is their first quality win where they outclassed one of the best teams in the NBA. And they did it on a night when it's not like the Bucs just had a horrendous shooting night and shot like 15% from three or something like that. This was the Bucs at their best. This was the Bucs with Chris Middleton back. And the Lakers went punch for punch with them. And they were the ones left standing when the dust settled. This this win could be the turning point, not even just the road trip. This game could be a yeah. turning point for them. Yeah, I mean, in the playback, right, somebody joked in the comments like, oh, the, the Bucks are overrated. And you and I both kind of hinted at, no, I think the Bucks are playing 
like an elite team. I think the Lakers were just right there with them. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't think this is a take something away from the Bucks game. I think this is a, holy crap, we better start taking the Lakers seriously. And you and I joked right at the beginning, 4.30, primetime, ESPN game. It's like, come on, first game of the road trip. They play the Blazers Wednesday. They got to fly to Milwaukee and play Friday at 4.30. What are we doing? But national audience got a show tonight. Yeah, and they absolutely did. I mean, ESPN's got to be happy with that one and their and their ratings. Yeah, leading into game number two, right? I mean, that's that's oh best case God. scenario. Game game number two has got to be. What is it? It's like Warriors and Bulls, I think. Yeah, that was man. I'm sorry, sorry to have to follow up that game. Yeah. Womp womp. Uh, Ace of Hearts said, "Great game. So proud of this team. This makes up for the Pacers game. We should be ten and eleven right now, but a great statement win. I think this it probably makes up for the pace. It makes up for the Pacers game record wise." Right. Yeah. But in terms of momentum, in terms of what it means for your team, I think it goes a little bit further than just that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you'd rather win this one and have lost to Indiana than vice versa, because I do Mm -hmm. think this one means a little bit more. This one's the feather in your cap that a win over the Pacers just isn't going to be. So sure, we'd like to have had both of those. We'd like to be talking about a five game winning streak. But um, for what it's worth, this win is uh, I, I think is going to be a huge momentum builder and just a belief. Like think about the guys in the locker room who sat through that terrible start and probably started to ask themselves, are we this bad? Like, are we really the team that wins two of our first, you know, 12 games? And now you're sitting in the like, we just freaking went into Milwaukee and beat the Bucks, and Giannis at his best and Middleton back and there's no injury complaints and they shot the lights out. And guess what? We came out on top. Like the belief that they've got to have, the confidence to believe that they belong there. I think you can't speak highly enough about how important that's going to be moving forward. What a what a birthday present to Dennis Schroeder's son. There you go. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, Schroeder missed the game due to the birth of, of his son, which is a fantastic reason to miss a, a basketball game. And congratulations to him. Uh, Established TV said, who would you take, Turner or Pirtle? Who's I cheaper? Mean, if, yeah, if, it depends on who's cheaper. If, if it's even, the price to get it, I would go Turner. Mm-hmm. But I, agree. I think... He, Pirtle probably costs a little bit less to get. So that would have to be a factor. Uh, DeGibbs said, what is Ham's obsession with Beverly? AD is playing better than bubble AD. LeBron and AD were clutch. Um, They were clutch in the game and also clutch in terms of agency. Uh, This makes the Indiana loss feel a lot better. It certainly does. There were were a lot of fans who were not happy to see Patrick Beverly still in the starting lineup. I thought he was okay in in this game. Um, He hit a couple of shots, finished with seven points, one from three from three. Uh, 23 minutes. I, I he's not a like. If the Lakers were to trade Patrick Beverly and say Kendrick Nunn, who only played two minutes in this game, I think you're you're not going to miss Pat's production or anything. Whatever you're getting yeah. back is probably going to improve you. But I also don't think this was a terrible Patrick Beverly game by any means. No, I mean he did the stuff like, and it sounds cliche. He did the stuff that doesn't show up in the box score. I thought consistently, I felt like he he provided them the best wing defender that they had. Mm-hmm. And again. I raised my hand because I was the guy that doesn't... I, I think you can make an argument. Maybe he doesn't even belong in the rotation when Schroeder is back. But tonight, I thought when he was matched up on Middleton, it felt like he gave them the best chance to to play some defense out there. Uh, I, I am laughing, though, because we joked about how he had five points in the first like two minutes. That's and right. the joke was, does he get to 10? He got to seven. He got he to did seven. Not get so <laughs> two points in the last 38 minutes of this one, or 42, 46 minutes of this one for Beverly. But yeah, I thought this was... I thought this was solid from Patrick Beverly. Like, I'm not expecting anything more than this. I thought he was solid. Oh, we said we'd be smashing the under on that one, and uh, and that was a good call. Uh, Goody said, I'd imagine you're probably better off with Westbrook at this point. His energy is something else. 
Yeah, I mean, now it really depends on what you're getting back. Like you've got to yeah. be getting back something good if you're going to come out as a positive in moving Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, I've been anti uh, Russ, and here's what I'll say: what Westbrook provides is actually what the Lakers really need on that second unit right mm-hmm. now, which is playmaking. Because for all of Russell Westbrook's warts, the electricity that is in the the game when he has the ball in his hands. Now, when I say for better or worse, often it is for worse at times. But tonight, you got the best version. You got a guy that how many guys on the Lakers can beat their man? Like with the ball in their hand, do you feel good about beating their man off the dribble? I think Russ is maybe the only guy on that second Mm -hmm. unit that you feel good about. Now, the question with Russ is, what happens next? Does he make the right decision? Pass or shoot? Does he spot up? What not? So I think I'm still not opposed to moving Russell Westbrook in the right move. But I do think you've got to find somebody on the second unit who can make plays and, and beat people off the dribble. Now, I know it's an unpopular opinion. I think Dennis Schroeder can at least help. If you move Russell Westbrook, I think that's a good role for him. I think Reeves gives you a little bit of that. And then if you've got a guy like Miles Turner who can at least be a focal point. But um, So I'm not quite to the point of we're better off with Russell Westbrook, but I do want to acknowledge he brings something to the table Mm -hmm. the Lakers desperately need. He's not giving you $47 million worth of production. So if you can take that $47 million and you turn it into two really good players or three solid players, you you can do some other things with that, particularly when you look at fit. If you can yeah. find guys who can shoot the three, play defense, because ultimately that's like, this was obviously a great game, but ultimately the Lakers ceiling is capped by their shooting and their lack of size, right? That's yeah. going to limit how far they, they can get. Cause again, you can't expect them to do this every single night, but if you add a little bit more shooting, if you add some guys who have a bit more size and more versatility on the defensive end of the floor, maybe that goes a little ways towards actually raising your ceiling as a team. But again, with how good Russ has been, You've got to be careful in this yeah. in this move that you know you're getting back some really qual- quality players. And that pushes me more towards, well, let's see what you can get for Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn and a first, and then go from there. Yeah, I mean, you got 49 minutes, basically, from Westbrook, Thomas Bryant, Wenyan Gabriel, and Kendrick Nunn. So if you can move Westbrook and you can fill those 49 minutes with guys that are you know above average to starter-level NBA players, I-, I think that's a needle mover if you're the mm-hmm. Lakers. Uh, sealed bean said this is the upside of russ being on your team he brought playmaking the extra oomph to the team let's go lakers russ missed the free throws but he'll work on it didn't end up mattering didn't end up matter thank goodness thank goodness thank goodness it would be a very different russ it russ to me can you imagine what this conversation would be if if that three from drew holiday goes in and they go to overtime i mean it, it i feel bad i would have felt bad because he deserves Absolutely. the flowers that he's getting tonight well, and it would have taken away, as this this comment says, Westbrook almost cost us the game with the two missed free throws. Trade him. We're one move away. Uh, and what does LeBron need to do to get a call? Like, it would have taken away the importance of that Russ sellout yeah. dive where he just, he just you know, put his body on the line and hit the, and made the big hustle play. It would have diminished that. And that would have, and obviously would have potentially cost you the, you know, the win. So I'm glad it didn't come back to burn the Lakers because it would have taken away from what was a good performance from him. Uh, yeah. What what does LeBron James need to do to get a foul call? Two free throws yeah. on the night. He should he he took 27 shots. Yeah, 27 21 shots. Of, 21 of them inside the inside the arc. Six of them threes, right? Yeah. And so he's attacking the basket. He yeah. it's not like he's taking a lot of mid range jumpers here, and he shoots two free throws on yeah. the night. Yeah. What what can he do at this point to get a whistle? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's look, you take, if LeBron takes 21 shots and without looking at a shot chart here, I mean, 14 of those are probably at the rim, right? 
and, and you're telling me he got fouled one time in in 14 you know and i guess the one time he got fouled wouldn't even go down as a shot so 15 times at the rim and he get fouled just one time that doesn't seem to add up to me no no it, it certainly doesn't it certainly doesn't uh and this love lamar says two master locks to the refs lebron uh first and only two free throws with four minutes left in the game lebron for passing to russ to shoot the free throws in the clutch a great win baby he, so he's saying a master lock to the referees and a master lock to LeBron for throwing that pass to Russell Westbrook. There was that was not the, the the smartest decision in that moment, but again, it didn't wind up hurting the Lakers in terms of getting the win. But yeah, the the free throws are certainly frustrating to see. Fourteen, I count four. I'm looking at LeBron's shot chart. I count. Oh, you four, did find it. okay. Fourteen shots inside the paint. Oh my goodness, fourteen shots inside the paint, and he took two free throws on the night. Yeah. Yeah, and again, so that's 14 plus whatever he was fouled on because that wouldn't have gone down as a, as a major miss shot. So there you go. Dante Simmons said, we have to get rid of Pat Bev and none. Keeping Russ is a must. I don't know if it's a must. I would flip it and say getting rid of Russ is not a must. When mm. Over the summer, we were thinking it probably was. Yeah. Um, Patrick Beverly, if you can turn Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Dunn into productive players via a trade, yeah. I think that would go a long way. And you're no longer, if you're the Lakers, you're no longer in that position where you need to trade Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I think none's on the list of guys that, uh, you know, you're getting no value out of. Mm-hmm. I think Beverly, if he sticks around, you could, I think if he's used right by Darvin Ham, I think there are certain games and situations like tonight where I think he provided you some value defensively that you currently need. But, uh, you know, there's not going to be any tears shed by me if, if Beverly is on his way out of town. I just think you'd need to bring back somebody that gives you a little bit of something on the defensive end if Beverly's back. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You you need to bring back some some defensive players still. Uh, Ricardo says, best win is in years. Life is so beautiful. You know, I was thinking about this. I, the intensity of this game was played with. Yeah. It reminded me, the closest thing I can think of, and I, I'm sure there were other games over the last few years that have been in somewhat similar but the first one that I think of is game six of the 2020 finals when the Lakers came out with fire in their eyes and Miami couldn't stick with them, yeah. but just the efficiency, the effectiveness that the Lakers played with that night, what this team did tonight kind of reminded me of that. Like they were not out there to mess around. They went out there, they executed and they got the job done. That's kind of what I saw out of this team tonight. Yeah, I mean, best best win in years, I sort of laughed to myself because I'm like, it wasn't that long ago that they won the title. So, right. I mean, I think there have been some more important wins. But since then, I mean, there's probably a really compelling case. And I've got a bad memory, and you're way more dialed in on sort of the day-to-day than I am. But, um, you know, something to think about over the next few days. Like, is this actually the best t- win that the Lakers have had post the championship? Uh, you know, there's probably a, a case to be made in Milwaukee. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So during the game, I, this comment just came out. Um, during the game, Russell Westbrook right. was counting for Giannis free throw attempts, right? He was putting, he was doing the 10 second count. He said, I feel validated. I'm glad they paid attention because they finally called it on Giannis, the, the 10 second count. Um, and maybe it mattered in this game. So he's saying me, you know, yelling out the, the count. Finally, the refs called it. And I feel validated that they they finally made the call because I made it. So they, they kind of had to. Um okay. Kind of a MVP. funny moment in the game. That was amazing. That was amazing when he was counting and you could hear on the broadcast him counting. <laughs> one, amazing. one thousand, two, one thousand. Amazing. Three, and like... it was the thousands. That was the part yep. that got me. It wasn't just one, <laughs> two. It was like one, one thousand. It's like, geez Louise, takes me back to the schoolyard. He's out there playing flag football. Yeah, Seriously. that's, that's it. Uh, or two-hand touch. Carlos we got to get Mississippi's next time. Yeah, that's right. 
Uh, you can't deny that this is the best the big three have looked. Agreed. All three dominated in their own way. You love to see it. Just trade none and Beverly now. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add to that. But yes, I, I agree. This is the best they, they looked together. Yeah. Uh, keep Russ. Trade Bevan Jones and a first for Pirtle. Trade none and a second or two for Cam Reddish to get a wing. I'm assuming that's who he's talking about for Cam to get a wing. So Bevan Jones and a first for Pirtle, none and a second for Cam. Okay. I would, yeah, I'm not opposed to either of those things. I mean, if you basically say Beverly and a first, Beverly, none and a first for Pirtle and Cam Reddish. And it's, you know, ah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm, I see. I think that I, I don't know that Cam, like Cam has been kind of up and down this season. Yeah. My main focus for the Lakers on the trade front is find a wing. Find a wing with some size that can shoot. Um, and then the secondary focus would be a big. So that's what I'm exhausting first is finding a wing. Like if I had my choice, I would go both a wing and a big. And then just behind that, it would be two wings to this team. Um, so I, the, that's my only hesitation here is that the wing you're getting is Cam Reddish. And I don't know if he's necessarily the answer yeah. to your need on the wing. Pirtle, I think, is a great target. But my priority before I would lock in something for Pirtle would be to find that wing player that you need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Reddish shooting 31.5% from three this year, shot just 25.8% last year in New York since coming over from Atlanta. So he's been disappointing ever since he came over there. I mean, Reddish is a guy that I like in theory. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think, you know, the profile of a guy like him, he's sort of six foot eight um, with a little bit of a defensive kind of MO you feel good about could you could you sort of squeeze a little bit more out of him in the same way that they've gotten something out of Troy Brown the way they've yeah. gotten something out of Lonnie Walker I mean I like the upside play and none in a second like sure sign me up for that trade because I'll just take my chances and if it doesn't work out I'm not too concerned about losing Kendrick Nunn in it and a second round pick sure yeah JJ Ramirez 80 80 was a monster tonight Russ was so crucial in this win let's go six and oh on the road trip Let's okay. pump the brakes a little bit, JJ. But I like the uh, I like the enthusiasm. Yeah, six and zero on the road trip. Um, that would certainly be nice. Would help the Lakers in the standings. Uh, John Booth, did we really just get a win against the Bucks? Yes. Yes, we did. Yes, yes we, we did. did. Yep. Um, speaking of which, let's take a look at the standings here. The Lakers have now moved up with this win. Uh, they moved ahead of the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're now. This sounds terrible. They're in twelfth. Yeah. But for context, the West is so compact. They are six games out of first. They are, um, yeah, they're a game and a half out of, out of eighth place in the Western conference. Like they're, they're right there. So yes, it's they're They're moving up, starting to move up a bit, which is exactly what you want. Exactly what we need to see. They're right there. They're right there. Ace of hearts. This game proves that no one wants to see a healthy AD. Also Lonnie by far should be star in your role. Without his third quarter minutes, we go under. All right, so he agrees with me in terms of the star in your role award. Uh, healthy AD is a scary sight for any team come come playoff time. Yep. Let's do our, our final award of the night here. Because I some nights this is very easy. Some nights it's not. But it's always fun. Master lock of the night. Okay, so the master lock, we put on whatever was the most kind of annoying thing. Yeah. So, what what gets the master lock tonight? Okay, I've got two ideas for you, Trevor. Okay. The first one I'm hesitant on because I was gonna say Drew Holiday's shooting, 
but he missed the absolute biggest one of the game. So I feel mm -hmm. like all in all, I'll take it. So can I just master lock Grayson Allen just for, because he's Grayson <laughs> just Allen? Just because he's Grayson yes. Allen. Sure. I don't really need a great reason to master lock Grayson Allen. So just go with that. <laughs> master lock Grayson Allen just for being Grayson Allen. All right. I, I like that. I like that. That's um, I think that's fair. I don't think anyone will complain on that one. Uh, mine will go. I, and we've talked about it already. It's going to go to the officials for two free throw attempts for LeBron James in this entire game, despite taking yeah. so many shots at the rim. This has been a season-long challenge for him, not being able to get whistles, not being able to get to the free throw line. It's been frustrating. He's got to be frustrated, and it just continues to be a problem. So I'm going to master lock the refs for, for not giving any LeBron uh, LeBron any respect for the rim. And weird, you know, I mean, the face of the NBA for so long, one of the greatest of all time, like in the running for the greatest player ever, and yeah, he's not getting respect at the rim. Like that's a weird. That, that's not yeah. what you would expect, right? You would expect the player like of his stature to, if anything, be getting a generous whistle, and yet he doesn't. It's bizarre. Yeah, yeah, and Giannis and Brook Lopez are two guys that are going to contest at the rim. It's not like this is against a team that sort of you know just just is a is a is a ghost by the mm -hmm. by the rim. So with all those contested shots, what do we say? 14 shots taken in the in the paint or something like that by LeBron yeah. tonight. Yeah, it's tough to explain. Uh, Jermail says Lonnie carried the third quarter with 14 points. Yeah, agreed. And we went over why he was the, uh, for me, he was the uh, star in your role on the night. Uh, Darius G, the Russell Westbrook storyline keeps getting better. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's been like, it's definitely better. It's been heartwarming, really. Like just seeing the way, the way things have have turned for Russell Westbrook and just his relationship with fans, the way people are responding to him. It's so much better than it was last season, and it all comes back to look. The LA fans will love you if you are performing on the court, if you are showing that you're passionate, showing that you care, showing that you want to be there, showing that you care about being a Laker. Right? If you're doing those things. LA fans will get behind you and and they will they will love you. Yeah. But last season was the opposite of that where it felt like it was it was just contentious between Russ and Lakers fans and it was a frustrating season and so much negativity. Um it's so great to see this going the complete other direction this season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, as a person, this is what I want for him. I want mm -hmm. for him to be successful. I want for him to be happy. Um I'm not ready to say that, like, to, to write in pen that this is how the rest of the season is going to go for Westbrook. But I said it earlier. I think for him, so much of the time, it's the mental thing. And he was 90% dialed in tonight in a way that, you know, he basically had a flawless performance for almost the entirety of this game. And so, and I'm just talking about making the right decision. I don't need 30 points from Westbrook. I don't even need 11 assists. 
I just want the right decision being made more often than yeah. not. Tonight we saw it. So that that's what I hope. Maybe there's progress. Maybe there's growth. Uh, if he can do it on this stage and in this game, I got to believe that he's capable of it in, in lesser circumstances. Uh, we've got Samaje Brown said, big shots from AD and Braun. Clutch contest by Reeves on Drew. We haven't talked about that yet. Uh, big rebounds by AD. Russ diving for the ball. Good game from Russ overall. Let's keep this momentum for the road trip. AD ready to lead. Yeah, you know what? Austin Reeves at least getting a hand up on Drew Holiday, who was red hot all night. Yeah. That was actually a really nice play to not get burned and be able to still contest on that. It's one play. It didn't – I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Drew would have missed the shot even if Reeves didn't contest. But it was a nice play where he just fundamentally played good defense, contested the shot, didn't foul. The Lakers got the miss, got the stop that they needed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, he missed. That's the most important piece. Right. In, in that moment, we were we were begging for a stop in <laughs> yeah. that moment. On the... That wasn't the shot either of us wanted to see. It was Drew no. Holiday pretty much open. But, hey, sometimes the ball bounces your way. Dante says, Trevor, the Lakers have arrived. I have no doubt in my mind that we can make it to the Western Conference Finals with a healthy LeBron, AD, and Russ leading the second unit. I'm not willing to go there yet. I think you need some more moves and all that. So I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit there. Uh, but I will say the West is wide open. There isn't a dominant power right now in the Western Conference, and the Lakers can certainly be in the mix. Yeah. But I do still think they need a move, if not a couple of moves. Yeah, I'll just say it again. I think their ceiling, their their best guys going against somebody else's best guys, you feel good about. But if you're telling me over the course of 82 games, can this group and the six guys behind LeBron and AD give you enough to put you in one of the top six seeds in the Western Conference? I'm not sold. Uh, Skybox said AD is a grown man. He is indeed. Agreed. He is indeed. Science, science confirms. <laughs> best win of the season. We're clicking at the right time. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they were able to weather the storm early in the season, and now uh, they are, I mean, aside from that Pacers game, they are playing better basketball, period. They are finding ways uh, to get things done, and so that's, this is great to see for this team. This is, and beyond that, Lakers fans need this. Lakers yeah. fans need this. So after last season, that was so brutal. I've talked about it before. In terms of the fan experience, that was the worst season ever. Um, yeah. That was awful. And Thank so you. to get moments like this now, this season, I mean, so, so badly needed. Two and 10 to start this year. I mean, this year wasn't a whole, the, the first 12 games of this year mm -hmm. weren't a whole, you could argue they were worse than last year. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Those first few, yeah, it was, uh, there was that dread that, oh no, here we go again. Yeah. Um, but man, they weren't, they weren't winning the last season's team where they would have lost this game by 25. And I think tonight's the one that changes it. Cause every win up until this point, I think there was a, yeah, but yeah, yeah but it was the Spurs. Yeah, but it was the Spurs again. You know, this one, you got Giannis's A game in Milwaukee, healthy Middleton. I keep saying it. And you went toe-to-toe -to -toe and smacked him in the face. Koa says, Braun and Russ, 22 assists, zero turnovers is insane. Absolutely. That efficient, yeah. efficiency is fantastic. This one is interesting. Someone said, relax, it's just one game. No, we won't <laughs> relax when the Lakers lose. Nobody says that it's just one game. That's a fair point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, and, and I mean, look, when you play the Bucks on national TV – that game matters more win or lose, to be fair. So, uh, but but I agree with the overall sentiment. If if the Lakers had lost, let's say the Bucks come back, and the Lakers lose by six or something, right? Yeah. Where it's not necessarily close. Like the final few minutes, the Lakers are trying to get back into it, and they can't. And the Lakers lose by six. We would have right now. Lakers fans would be having the Giannis block 
and the Brooke Lopez lock, lock just thrown in their faces over and over and over again, right? Yep. So I think it's 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 fine. It's fair to go out and celebrate this win and and to yep. feel good about it and not treat it as just blow this off as just one game. No, you do. You went out and you beat one of the two best teams in the NBA with a team that everybody was writing off and leaving for dead. Yep. Like yes, this this win means more than just one game. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. None, Beverly, and a first for Kelly Oubre and P.J. Washington. It's the right sure. skill sets, I, I suppose, for what you'd yeah. be you'd be looking for. I don't first, know for sure that those are the first. First, uh, protected first, hopefully. Yes, yeah, it would have to be a protected first. Uh, Mamba mentality, AD should be in the MVP race. Clearly, it proved it today. His play is definitely there. Yeah. They've got to raise up in the standing. There's, right or wrong, you can criticize this, but this is just the way the MVP award goes. It doesn't go to a player that's on a losing team. So you've yeah. got to move up in the standings in order to, to get the award. And there's six guys in the NBA currently averaging over 30 points a game. So, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, you look at Anthony Davis, leads the league in rebounding. He's at 26.3 points a game. Uh, and I think it's like 12.7 boards a game, 2.6 mm-hmm. assists, a steal and a half, two and a half blocks. So, I mean, the numbers are there. I'm just saying, like, you know, you look at Luka's numbers and you look at some of these other guys. I mean, Luka's averaging basically 33 and a half, nine and nine right now. So yeah, there's, there's some competition is all I'm saying. There, I agree. Absolutely. He should be in the conversation. And if he keeps this up, he will be at the top of the conversation. Brandon Robinson. We'll do two more. Brandon Robinson said massive win for the boys. Now let's get Austin Reeves in the starting lineup. I'm preaching to the choir and saying that Austin sh- should start. And um, I think he's good enough too. I, I yeah. think he's good enough too. Uh, last one here. Reginald Thomas. We need to hear something about Darvin Ham. AD, LeBron, Austin Reeves, um, Reeves to death. Darvin came back home to a team that he won a championship with, and I know it was very emotional uh, for him. Let's do this road trip with our new leader. Um, This is a $50 super chat. Thank you very much, Reginald. We appreciate that. Um, Yeah, I mean, when you were looking at what Darvin Ham accomplished in this game, there were a lot of questions, right? After yeah. the Pacers game, did Darvin Ham mess up? Did he make mistakes? I think he probably did. But I think we've seen now multiple times this season, from their first win to now this game, this team cares about Darvin Ham. They care about performing well for him. They care about games that matter to him. Um, that, that's a great thing and a great sign moving forward. And it's a great sign of the way that Ham is able to, to connect with these players. Yeah, yeah, I think some combination of Darvin Ham and the leadership of Le- a guy like LeBron deserve a ton of credit because when this team was 2-10, and 10, it would have been so easy after last year to just be like, yeah, this must be who we are. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not going to work. And for them to respond, seven of their last nine have been wins, to go to Milwaukee and get this win. Um, yeah, I mean, all credit to him. Look, the defense has still got to get better. I'm not trying to nitpick, but all in all, he, you know, he, he's clearly keeping the guys engaged, keeping them motivated, managing things the right way, because you don't get a win like this if not for the coach doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's wrap things up there. Everybody who submitted a super chat that I didn't get to, I will throw in a bonus weekend podcast. I'll record that tomorrow and get that one out. So if you did, don't worry. We will get to that question. I appreciate all the comments that we had coming in here. And thank you guys so much for coming in and celebrating a win with us. And what an amazing win. One of the best wins. Certainly probably the best win in the last two seasons. The best win of this season, absolutely. 
And what a performance from your Los Angeles Lakers. You finally look like they're getting going in the right direction. Man, yeah. so much fun when this team is playing basketball like this. Lakers Nation, again, thank you guys so much for coming and joining us. Make sure you subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel and then go check out the Lakers Nation podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. You can subs uh, subscribe and take us with you anywhere that you go. So, so that's a great way to connect as well. Jeff, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for joining me on Playback. You're undefeated on their 3-0, so we're going to have to keep that rolling. Yeah, I'll be back next Tuesday. And hey, small plug, check out Dodger Blue 1958 on social media. Same company, owned Lakers Nation, yep. uh, does that. I host all of our Dodgers content there. Tons of good stuff. So if you're a Dodgers fan as well, head over to Dodger Blue 1958 when we're done here. Click the subscribe, ring the notification bell. We'd greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. They've got some free agency stuff there, including you had something today on uh, on Trey Turner, didn't you? Yep, yep. I think we're recording something later tonight. Chris Martin, Jacob DeGrom, a couple guys moving off the board. So always oh something happening. No, no rest, no rest. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. See ya and stay safe. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.